Today is, is going to be a little different. I'm, I'm going to share kind of some of the accomplishments of 2020 and then where I see us going in 2021, because this is a day to be able to celebrate what God has done, but also to embrace where we're going. We're celebrating what God has done, but we're embracing what God is, uh, where he's taking us and what he's getting ready to do in our lives. So can I just tell you some of the things that God did this last year? We had 947 first-time guests during a pandemic, 89 decisions to follow Christ, 26 baptisms, 56 new members launched the Discipleship Grow program. And we sang, if in case you weren't counting, 370 worship songs last year. Uh, and then Jacob was part of a collaborative team and they wrote a song together and recorded it re and uh, released it, uh, sang it here uh, in one of our Wednesday night services. We were glad to have those other worship leaders as a part of that. We also hosted a France delegation. 14 pastors from France came over right before the pandemic hit. And if you were here, they were in this service. We had them lay hands on everybody, but it was great to have those uh, brothers over here. 40, shel 40 shelter-in-place gift boxes were delivered. Uh, online devotionals, encouraging words, and teachings were provided. We put a CARES team in place to be able to call our members. We provided drive-through prayer and communion. It became a real blessing to many people as they were driving down the street. And uh, you couldn't, many people couldn't go anywhere. Their churches weren't open. So when we provided the drive-through prayer and communion, uh, people we're very, very thankful. So thankful to uh, Tracy and Kristen Bush and Shannon Nelson and all of their teams who made all of that happen. We also had 202 first-time guests in our children's ministry alone. Seven kids baptized during VBS. Remember, this is all during a pandemic, y'all. 30 new volunteers in children's ministry. Our junior Bible quiz team advanced to uh, the district finals. Two impact star uh, honor stars crown. We had 50 fathers and sons who participated in the father-son uh, camp out. And then uh, we had a trunk or treat that we were going to do outdoors. Again, remember pandemic uh, and it was raining and terrible. So we moved it all indoors, not really knowing what would happen. And hundreds of people showed up. The place was jam-packed. We were not social distancing. I'm sorry, but we, but there was candy or free candy everywhere. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Get your candy and leave. But it was, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Uh, so great shout out to Pastor Misty and Molly. And, uh, and now that's all been turned over to Pastor Connor Harper. And just a great job to our children's ministry. Give them a great big hand, will you? And then last year, at the beginning of the year, when things were kind of crazy, Pastor Andrew and Kylie took 30 kids, youth, to a Converge Youth uh, Conference. And there they got inspired, and these crazy kids pledged $50,000 for Speed the Light. It's like, and it was crazy. Look, at Andrew came back and said, I'm not even going to tell you what they pledged. They're just, they were out of control. We, they'd never given that much before. But then they not only gave that, but they exceeded it, $55,700. Amazing. 60 youth shelter-in-place gift boxes were delivered. 70 attended youth camp. Again, in the middle of pandemic, when most youth camps were shut down. Uh, 200 attended the back-to-school youth badge. 134 first-time guests. 42 decisions to follow Christ. Big shout out, Pastor Andrew and Kylie Lahan. Great job. 
Again, in the middle of all this craziness, 35 small groups were launched, 22 Zoom meetings, five discipleship classes were launched, 20 men attended the encounter weekend, 40 plus men every single month at the men's breakfast, 10 veterans and first responders attended our American Warriors Association retreat. Uh, big shout out to Mike Mitchell for making all that happen. Where are you, Mike? Are you in here? Where are you? There you are right back there. And then we had our Better Marriage Date Night, which was awesome and new people and so much fun. And, and then uh, the ladies showed up for the she night, the hay night. Paige Henderson came and brought the hay. If you remember, if you weren't there, I can't explain it. Uh, <clears throat> women's fellowship events continued throughout the year. Big shout out to Starla for making all that happen. The first and third Friday prayer and the Zoom prayer meetings continue. 24-7 prayer events. Tracy made all that happen. Thank you, Tracy Edwards, for keeping... Keeping the prayer alive. Because of that, we're still here. And then here's some news that you, I know, I know you were asking for. Well, how many YouTube views did we have? 74,000. Are you 74? 1,200 followers, seven worship specials posted with 12,000 views, 81,000 visits to findfreedom.church, up from, uh, you know, up, up 119% from last year, 658,000 people reached on Facebook. So thank you, Bryce Washam, Jaron, Bo, and all the media team. Let me tell you something. When, when we had to do online services, even this last week, when we could only do online because it was just, we weren't certain whether we would have power or water. So we did our online service Wednesday night. Uh, media team made it happen. You, media team, you guys are amazing. They just show up camera and pro presenter. And, and, you know, and what you don't know is we got people mixing for sound in here in-house. And then we also have people back there mixing for sound online. Two different media teams kind of working Anyway, you guys are amazing. We couldn't do it without you. Give it up for the media team one more time. I love you guys. I love you guys, wherever you are. You're amazing. Uh, where was I? Oh, hey, okay. 21 unique sermon series preached. I'm, just in case you were wondering, how many sermon series did you preach last year? T 21. That's right. And, but above all that, adding Kyle Embry to the preaching team this year, wasn't that a great... That's right. That made it. What, is it spelt wrong? Uh, okay, yeah, he added the unique. Okay. And then we had, in, again, in the middle of the summer, the 4th of July community-wide event. We weren't sure if anybody show up. Well, you people are crazy. Y'all all show up in the middle of the pandemic. We had a blast. 673 attended the Christmas Eve service. And if y'all don't know, that's my granddaughter in that picture right there. Isn't she gorgeous? Uh, but... Now, our Kingdom Builders focus has three phases. It's the global, local, and then future generations. Just so you can kind of keep these separated in your head. Global, local, future generations. Here were some of our global accomplishments this last year. Of course, the continued monthly, regular monthly support of our missionaries, in addition to an extra month support every Christmas, just to let them know we're thinking about them. But then Kids Ark International, uh, we had to step up and help them this year, as did many churches, because they were hit with floods. And uh, this is a great place to take missions trips, and we have been blessed going down there, but it's also a blessing to them. Uh, so uh, Kids Ark International Project Rescue, rescuing women out of human trafficking, Convoy of Hope, providing humanitarian aid uh, where there's catastrophes around our country, Network 211, again, which is a ministry, and I'm going to tell you more about this in a minute, a ministry that was started by George Flattery, who was sitting here in a service right here when he got this idea. 
and it takes the gospel through the internet, uh, well, we, we were able to not only provide uh, funds to be able to translate into uh, an Indian language, but also some of the translators through Richard Marquez to be able to translate the gospel into one of the Indian languages to continue to build the kingdom, spread the kingdom. We had 185,300 uh, that we gave away at Christmas Eve, which was just an amazing. But then beyond the finances, we uh, added an affiliate congregation in Houston, Fellowship Houston. And just two weeks ago, they had 340 on a Sunday morning service and baptized 30 people. That's one of our affiliate congregations. Then we also added our Guatemalan congregation. And most of you will probably never see these guys unless you're a night owl because there's about 70 and most of them are men. Uh, most of their wives are still in Guatemala. Uh, in Guatemala, they are working here in the restaurant industry, most of them. And so their, uh, their worship slot is Monday night at 11 p.m. And they come in, 70 in there worshiping, and, and they have like 14 different instruments, and they're just worshiping. It's, it's, it is a blast. But they worship from 11 until about 1 in the morning. Uh, but we added that new congregation this last year. And of course, we helped uh, Freedom Place Church in Rowlett with some funds to be able to help them get into a new building uh, this year during the pandemic. Union City Church is a new church plant by Brandon Woodward, one of our former interns, planting a church in Washington, D.C. So we said, yes, we'll help you. So we were, uh, came alongside of him to help him with continued support of Campus Crusade, Time to Revive, Bread and Table Ministry, Baron Jill Boyle, Apartment Life, Jewish National uh, funds, Metro Crest services. This was all part of our global outreach. Now, local kind of turned a little different. Because of COVID, we, we kind of had to turn COVID-related uh, responses. So we uh, created the CARES team, calling shelter-in-place families, gift boxes delivered. We did the drive-through Easter egg giveaways because we, you know, Chris, Easter was online this year or last year. The Sonoma House gift boxes, the assisted living right up here. We were blessing them. Everyday hero gifts to uh, uh, city employees and the lunch deliveries. Benevolence meds needs met. Graduation recognition for seniors. And then when Rose Hill Apartments went up in flames, we were providing resources and funds and donations for them. We did a homeless outreach at the end of the year, right in November, December, and provided blankets and tents and uh, uh, jackets and coats, and sleeping bags for the homeless. Ten outreaches we supported, uh, like Ronald McDonald House, Austin Street, Real Options for Women. Those were our local responses. But then some of our future generations, uh, and I'm almost done with this, was our Freedom Leadership School, which we had six students this year, which I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of our leadership school students. These are students, they come here, they get hands-on training right here, learning the inner workings of the local church, but they're also distance education students at Southwestern, so they're getting a biblical education as well as hands-on training here. Uh, Better Marriage Getaway, we did our first this last year. It's a one-week ret retreat, uh, and we're going to be doing that again this next year. I'm taking you guys with me. Uh, we did our American Warrior Association uh, week retreat, the Pleasant Hills Children's Home Teen Life Challenge, Family First, our scholarship fund at Southwestern, which is like at $35,000 now that provides uh, scholarships every single year for a student. Dallas Metro Dream Center, which is another ministry that started right here uh, in this church. Angel Tree Ministry, Hillcrest Children's Home, Speed the Light, BGMC, all this you guys supported. You made it happen. It couldn't happen without somebody believing in the dream. But then also, 
When we're doing all this outreach and everything, we have to have a place to meet, and that's our buildings here. But we had to do some campus improvements. So the student center parking lights, we had to change to LED lights. Our gym projector, you know, we, we have a nice projector here, but the projector over there for our kids was trash. We finally got that replaced uh, and uh, because our kids are worth it. Student center gym painting and renovations, what they're doing right now, it, it hasn't had a facelift in years. Uh, and I know people say, it's just a gym, but it's where our kids meet and where our youth uh, play, Royal Rangers and Impact Girls. So it's getting a complete renovation. The youth auditorium sound system, got a brand new sound system. Yeah, because we need to hear more yelling just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Youth Auditorium Acoustics, Youth Auditorium Chairs. We finally got them off the plastic chairs onto these padded chairs, brand new chairs. And now listen, this is going to seem so trivial, but if you've ever been in a Bible study, a small group meeting, a reception, a seniors game day in the student center cafe, you know what I'm talking about. How many have ever been in a meeting in there? Okay, about a third of you. You know what I'm talking about. There's an air conditioning unit that the design, it's been this way since I've been around here. The design, the, it's hanging in, inside the room. So when it goes on, I mean, it sounds like, yeah. <laughs> and it's this loud, ugly roar. It distracts, disrupts, it, it messes up everything. I mean, if there's a flow of the Holy Spirit taking place, it is quenched in that moment. You can't have a conversation if somebody's trying to speak, trying to teach. So it, it, it affects our small group breakouts for youth and for children and for um, anything that's going on in there. Well, we finally got it taken care of. Now, listen, you may be saying, well, why didn't y'all take care of it earlier? Because it costs $30,000 to fix it. To move the unit on the outside and put a brand new unit out there, it just, it took a lot of money. So, but we finally got it done. So now you need, you need a activity in the... Student Center Cafe, go ahead. It'll be a nice, peaceful experience for you, uh, as well as main sanctuary lighting upgrades. Now, we're talking about how we use kingdom resources, how we use kingdom funds. I'm going to get to the word in just a minute. Just relax. You need to know that what we're doing can be trusted. And so every three years, what we do is we bring in an outside firm to audit our finances to make sure that everything we're doing is above board and can be trusted. Because if we don't have trust, we don't have anything. So every three years, we, bring, we brought in uh, Sam and Sims and Thomas and Associates. We had an audit committee of uh, Steve Roman, Aaron Cook, Nancy Nelson, Kyle Embry, Tracy Edwards. Uh, and they audited our finances, and here's what they said. The financial statements referred to in the first paragraph present fairly in all material respects the financial position of Freedom Church of the Sims of God as of December 31st, 2019, and the changes in its net assets and its cash flows for the year then ended in accordance with the accounting principles generally accepted in the United States of America. In other words, we passed the audit, no issues, in good standing. You can be proud of your church. And I want to say thank you, Tracy Edwards, for being the lead as our business director. Thank you for making all that happen. Now, I'm getting ready to take you to the scriptures here in just a second, but I want to show you. Here's what our budget was for last year. Check this out. Our tithe was $2 million six. Designated income for ministries and special projects, $1.2. Total church income, $3.9. If you added in Freedom Denver, the Guatemalan, or Reconciliation Church, it would be over $4 million. But spent... Uh, 34%, 1.2 million in administration, 1.2 in general fund and facilities. 
Kingdom builders, 482,000. Everybody say 482,000. I need you to remember that number. I'll come back to it in a moment. Uh, Kingdom builders, 482 last year. Ministry and MDO, 706. So our total church expenses, uh, 3.7 for a net income of 200,000. That means 200,000 in the black for last year. Somebody ought to say, praise the Lord. Now, it's very important that when you look at the kingdom builders there, our missions, it's 13% of our annual income. It is, it is like law around here that our missions will always be at least a tithe or more. It'll always be 10% of our annual income or more. Um, and I believe it's going to keep growing, but it was 13% last year. Now, here's some other cool news, and I'm going to stop with the numbers with this. Uh, total funds, 923,000. Designated funds, 278. That would be for the special ministries or projects or things that were money's designated. Year in total cash on hand, 645,000. Somebody ought to say praise the Lord for that. That's, that means we've got money in the bank. Thank the Lord. Uh, our 2020 year in loan balance, because we have a mortgage on our property, 4.49, uh, which is down from last year. Uh, it was 4.7. But it was at $7 million when I became pastor. So we've gone from $7 million down to $4.4. And we're believing God's going to help us erase that, knock that out. That would give us a whole lot more funds to be able to do kingdom builders ministry around the globe when we get that knocked out. But I just think somebody ought to stand up to your feet, give the Lord a big shout, and say praise the Lord for his faithfulness in what he's done. Amen. Thank you. Come on. Yes. Thank you. All right. Be seated. So where are we going in 2021? What are we doing? I kept hearing and I was praying, Lord, what do you want? To, where do you want us to go? What do you want us to do? What is our focus? And I kept hearing two words and I was really conflicted for a while because I kept hearing favor. And I thought, I like that. Let's go with favor. Everybody likes favor. I can preach favor and get everybody shouting, running. And, Woo, favor. Yeah, we all need favor. But I also kept hearing this word deeper. Deeper, deeper, deeper. And uh, I felt like the Lord helped me work it out that as we go deeper, we will step into the favor. We will walk in the favor of God. So what does that mean? What does that look like? Deeper, deeper. Well, the last two weeks, I've spent the last two weeks talking to you about uh, love and taking the messages from the passage of Scripture where Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Love. Go deeper in loving God and go deeper in loving others. That's what I feel like God is saying to us. Go deeper in loving God Go deeper in loving others. So what does that look like for us? Well, to go deeper in loving God, I believe we need to go deeper in the word and deeper in worship. And I'm excited to tell you because I'll tell you about something that we're going to do called the Bible Engagement Program, which is a new uh, digital app that will help us engage in the Bible. There's a kid's version, a youth version, and an adult version. We're committing $30,000 uh, to make this possible. It will make 
Bible engagement come alive. It allows us to go deeper in the word. And we'll roll more of that out here in the months ahead. But also deeper in worship. We cannot be satisfied with just showing up, singing a few songs, hearing a message, and then being dismissed. We've got to go deeper. Deeper in worship because it's in worship. It's in his presence where you experience the fullness of joy. It's in his presence where you experience the miraculous. It's in his presence. So we've got to go deeper. So wherever you are right now, And this isn't condescending. It's not critical. It's not judgmental. I'm just saying wherever you are, deeper. Wherever you are, let's just go deeper. If everybody goes deeper, we're going to experience the favor of God like we've never experienced before. So deeper in loving God is going to look like deeper in the word, meaning wherever you are right now in relationship to the word. However much time you spend in the Bible right now, deeper, deeper. We're going to go deeper. Some of you haven't cracked the Bible open in a long time. And one that don't ever complain about God being silent if you haven't opened up his word. Well, I pray and I hadn't heard anything. Have you read his Bible lately? Because that's where he speaks. Go deeper, 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 deeper. Let's get deeper in the word, deeper in worship. But then when it comes to loving others, we're going to go deeper in connections and deeper in compassion. What does that mean? Well, deeper in connections means that we're going to get to know people better. It's going to take us connecting with other people because the kingdom of God is built upon relationships. And again, I don't mean this condescending or judgmental anyway. But I, and, and I give a lot of grace for people who want to come in and check out a church and just hang and uh, just, you know, be a part of a service and then leave. You are robbing yourself and you're robbing others if you're not connecting with others you got to come out of the shadows. you got to come out of anonymity. And you got to connect with people. You are stronger with others. You're better with others. So you got to make connections. What does that look like? Well, after service, you can go out there and get connected in a small group. You say, well, what if none of them fit? Start a small group. There, problem fixed. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> It may not be a small group. Maybe it's a ministry. Get involved in a ministry. You get to build relationships with people when you get involved in a ministry. Just get connected with people. You say, well, I'm not really sure about that. Find somebody you don't know and take them out to lunch. Boom. Problem solved. Now, I'm glad we can fix that. It's, it's just important that you find a way to connect with others. You may say, I just don't like people, though. I don't Come talk to me. (laughs) The fact is, we all have challenges. We all have hindrances. We all have things that might prevent us from making a connection. Some are more ready to connect than others. But you need to make a connection. You got to go deeper in connection. But you also, we have to go deeper in compassion. That means our outreach. We've got to be willing to reach out more. We've got to be, whatever we've done, we got to go deeper. Whatever level we've been helping others, we've got to go deeper. The reach has to go further. The reach has to go deeper. So here's some of the goals that I have for us in 2021. Global, local, and future generations. Our continued monthly support for those 80 different missionaries. But we're going to go deeper. We're going to help them even more. Our Bible engagement program. I told you we've committed $30,000 
and we're partnering with many other churches to make this happen here within the assemblies, and it's going to be a fantastic resource for us. Our Kids Ark International, they were blasted with floods this last year. We need to go deeper in helping them. Missions trips, uh, we, we've got to get people out of our little world here, out of our bubble where we can get out and hopefully travel will resume back to some type of normal where we can get people out and we can go deeper in compassion and helping others. Project Rescue, a wonderful ministry helping rescue women out of human trafficking. We've got to go deeper. Convoy of Hope, providing humanitarian aid. We've got to go deeper. Network 211, I told you about this. George Flattery heard God give him an idea right here in this building. And while he was sitting here, he got this idea to create this internet ministry. And here's what happened just recently. Paulton, P-A-L-T-A-N, Paulton from Bangladesh was searching online and he came across Journey Online, which is the, one of the websites connected with Network 211. And he found the seven steps to finding true love. And he clicked on it and started listening to it. And it's a video sharing how true love is found through Jesus Christ. He accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And he typed in as he was in the chat box saying, I'm struggling with loneliness, but I just prayed to accept Jesus Christ. The connections team with t Network 211 then connected him to other resources to help him struggling with loneliness, but also connected him to a local church in Bangladesh. Wow. Now listen, it's an idea that God gave somebody sitting right here, and now a man in Bangladesh is one of the over 2 million 38,000, 2 million, let's see, what is it? 2 million, 82,331 people who've accepted Christ in the last 10 years through Network 211. Tell me another ministry. Tell me another ministry that's reached over 2 million decisions for Christ. And it started right here in this house. But we got to go deeper. We have to go deeper. So our global outreach has to go deeper. But our, our local outreach here in this area, and then even here in our house. We've got campus improvements that need to be made around here. Uh, you know, we, have, we, we, we did a few things here in the last year by moving our Mother's Day out next door to make that whole upstairs available for Bible classes and small groups. And so many of you are in those. They take place during the 1020 and the 1145 service. But in order to do that, we moved our Mother's Day out next door. Uh, but their playground is over here. And so we traveled them back and forth for a, for a while, but you know, that's not safe. You know how people drive in between these two buildings. So we need another playground over there because we still have nursery over here. He said, well, just do it. Well, it's, all, it's about $30,000, that's all. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to believe for that this year. Uh, somebody may help us build the playground. You may hear the need and make it happen. Uh, but also, we want our facilities right here to represent the excellence that we believe is in our spirit. And so we need a remodel here and in our nurseries. I've been hearing about the ladies' bathroom for a while. I said nurseries. I meant restrooms. Uh, we need to get our nurseries updated and renovated. The student center renovations uh, over in the uh, student center. Chapel renovations. You know, our buildings are just getting older, so we got to take care of them. And we're believing to be able to do that as well as with our Christmas Eve blessings. It's always such a great time to be able to bless others. Our fall outreach, we always do an outreach in the fall. It's different every year. But I started thinking about the uh, effectiveness of our fall outreaches. And I thought about Alan and Jennifer Dean who serve here every single week. And we're such a blessing during this uh, freeze this last week, helping here at the church. But Alan and Jennifer Dean came here 
through a fall outreach. We talk about it all the time. Uh, every fall, they say, you know, it was eight years ago we came to freedom through a fall outreach because people connect with the church. People find Christ when we do outreaches. So we need to continue to fund that. And then the local outreaches, Ronald McDonald House, Austin Street, Carrollton Cares, North Texas Food Bank, Metrocrest Services, Sonoma House, our discipleship programs and Find Freedom Conference. I'll talk about those later. Our first responders outreach, which we've been doing over the last couple years and hosting police and SWAT training here on our property because we want to give honor to those who are risking their lives to protect us day in and day out. They deserve our honor. Amen. <clears throat> But then also our Freedom Leadership School, I mentioned earlier, uh, I love these kids and I'm believing we're going to even grow uh, this year. Kids here getting hands-on training as well as biblical education. Our Freedom Church Network, for those of you who don't know, every single month we have pastors that come in here and uh, we feed them a meal. I do a short teaching for them and we connect with them. But this, for many of them, this is the only source of encouragement and equipping that they get anywhere. And we're providing that for them because it's not about us. It's about this community. And if I can help them, then I can help this community. It's the same way with all of our uh, international services and other congregations. We're doing that because I, I, I don't speak Quiche. I don't speak Spanish. I don't speak Bulgarian. And I don't speak Portuguese. But I have brothers who do. And together, we're all reaching this community to build the kingdom and get people to know Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, our Better Marriage Getaways, which is a retreat for pastors, our Pleasant Hills Children's Home Teen Challenge, uh, SHU Scholarship Fund, Dallas Metro Dream Center. Again, is a ministry started right here in this church. Uh, this church and Gospel Lighthouse came together and uh, launched Dallas Metro Ministries, which has been ministering for the last 20 years in downtown Dallas. And today, the chairman of the board of Dallas Metro Dream Center is a kid that was saved on the streets through a sidewalk Sunday school program. She is an amazing woman of God. She serves as the chairman of the board because a life was changed through that ministry. And there are hundreds of young people just like that whose lives have been changed. Dallas Metro, Angel Tree, American Warriors Association, B, uh, Speed the Light, and BGMC. Now, in order to fund all these people, all these places, all these projects, all these passions, I told you, remember the number 482, 482,000. That's what we did last year. Well, we're going deeper. And this, is, this isn't a hard jump. I think everybody here is like, oh, we did 482. We can do 500,000. Let's do 500,000 this year. Can we do it? Can we do it? Okay, listen. Yes, we can. We can do that, and I believe we can even do more. But that's what we're going to set as the goal for the rest of this year, 500000 And in the first service, Kyle Embry got up here and he said, I guarantee we'll do it. Well, what that means to me is anything that we're short of, he'll make up the difference. So <laughs> we're golden already, 500000 Now, here's what our church budget would look like with 500000 as our goal for kingdom builders. If we had 2.6 in tithe, 1.3 in designated, that would be 3.9 uh, in total church income. The expenses, you can see how it's broken down there, would be 3.9 net income of 2.7. Remember, this is just projected, but I show this to you so that you can call on Jehovah Jireh, which the name means his provision shall be seen. Everybody say Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah. Provision shall be seen. 
We believe it shall be seen, and that and even more, because greater things I believe God intends to do. So here's what I want to say to you. Those words I was talking about earlier, deeper favor, deeper favor. What does that mean? Well, as we go deeper, we walk into the favor of God. Let me show you what the scripture says about it. As we go deeper in our love for God through the word and worship, look what Proverbs 3 says. My son, don't forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart for they will prolong your life for many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love, everybody say love. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. When Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? He said, love. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Here, Proverbs is saying, let love never leave you. So as we lean into loving God and deeper in loving God, he says, you'll win favor. Look at the last line. You will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. As we lean into going deeper in our love for God, you're going to step right into the supernatural favor of God. Well, what about loving others? Well, let's look at what the scripture says. When we start loving others and start loving people, where's the favor connected to that? Boaz replied in Ruth chapter two, I've been told all about what you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father, a sacrifice that she made, because I know our kingdom builders giving is a sacrifice. It's above and beyond our tithe. That's what kingdom builders offerings are. That's what missions giving is. It's above our tithe. We give our tithe and then above that we give. I know it's a sacrifice, but here Ruth left her father and mother and her homeland and came to live with a people she didn't even know. Look what Boaz said. May the Lord repay you for what you've done. May you be richly rewarded. In other words, whenever we start loving other people and we go deeper in our compassion, in our connection with others. We step right into the reward of the Lord. But is that why we do it? Well, not just for the reward alone, but for the reward so that we can be blessed to be a blessing to somebody else. It all comes back to the motivation. It all comes back to the purpose of why we want blessing to begin with. Do you want it just so you can have more things? Or you do, want, do you want it so you can have things to be a blessing to others? When we do it in the right way, God always honors it. In fact, and we know this, we know that as we lean into loving God and we lean into loving others, when we go deeper in our love for God and deeper in our love for others, we recognize that there's a monetary part of this whole thing. We recognize that. I mean, as part of the church, we recognize buildings don't exist without money. Lights don't burn without money. Missionaries don't go without money. You don't buy your groceries without money, right? You're not going to go eat anywhere today. I mean, unless it's at your mama's house, but you're not going to go anywhere and not be asked for some money. So we know that. So how is that connected? Well, whenever we give and we go deeper in our giving, look what happened. Genesis chapter four, Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. And the Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but not on Cain meaning there's a right way to bring your offering and there's a wrong way. There's a right attitude and there's a wrong attitude. The tithe always goes to the Lord, but above and beyond that, with the right attitude, we'll win the favor of God. And I just believe with all my heart that God has favor for everybody in this house. When we will walk in obedience with God and we will go deeper in our love for him and deeper in our love for others, I believe we will experience the favor of God. In fact, look at Genesis 32. I'm going to stop here. 
Here's Jacob. He's trying to get his relationship with his brother Esau restored. And he said, I have cattle, donkeys, sheep, goats, male and female servants. Now I'm sending this message to my Lord that I may find favor in your eyes. What was he doing? He was giving gifts. And as I give gifts, I want favor. As we give and we lean into going deeper in our love for God and love for others and even deeper in our giving, we experience the favor of God. But what do we do with that favor? We use that favor to build the kingdom. We use that favor to go deeper with others, deeper with God. We use that favor to continue to help. We don't use that favor to just please ourselves. But when we do it with the right attitude and the right heart, we always get the favor of God. I declare favor's coming on Freedom Church. Favor's coming to your house. Favor's coming to your school. Favor's coming to your family. Favor's coming to your children. Favor's coming to your business. Favor's coming to your mind. Favor's coming to your dreams. Favor is coming to everyone who's willing to lean in and get just a little deeper. I'm, gonna, I'm willing to go a little deeper, Lord. I'm going to go deeper in your word. I'm going to go deeper in my worship, deeper in relationships with others, deeper in compassion then get ready for the favor of God to be released upon your house. Come on, stand to your feet all over this place.